today on Ag News Daily. Cow herd may be made up of different breeds as well. And we definitely embrace that. Now, if they want to enroll in the Angus Sire genetic component claim, uh, they obviously need to be 100% sire by Angus bulls. Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. Delaney Howell here, joined by Ashton Carr on another Ag News Daily podcast. And let's see, I'm trying to think if I've got any big news to share today, Ashton. I don't think I have a whole lot. What's going on down there in Texas? Really not a whole lot going down here either. We are finally starting to warm up a little bit, so we don't have any ice or snow on the road today, but I am certainly trying to keep warm. I drank two cups of coffee this morning, which I never do, so I am certainly very warm and very wound up this afternoon. (laughs) Yeah, I'm not a big coffee person myself, but actually speaking of coffee, Ashton, This story hit the headlines earlier yesterday, I believe, but uh, there is a typhoon going on or that has hit Vietnam and coffee farmers down there in the Jai Lai, not sure how to pronounce it. Anyways, one of the provinces in Vietnam has hit coffee farmers pretty hard after the typhoon had rattled through on Wednesday, and Vietnam is actually the world's second largest coffee exporter. So they're expecting to see that region affected by the typhoon. We'll see about a 15% drop in coffee production this year. Wow, that is a a big drop. And I am kind of a coffee person myself. I normally drink iced coffee, so a little bit of a bummer, but I am stocked up here. Well, that's good. You should be. And if you're if you are a coffee drinker and you're not stocked up and you like Vietnamese coffee or coffee that originates from Vietnam, you should probably stock up now while you can. Absolutely. And hopefully folks down in Louisiana stocked up before Hurricane Zeta hit shores. And they uh, it hit, uh, I believe, late yesterday afternoon slash evening. And it's leaving a lot of folks without power. I don't have the numbers sitting in front of me, but I'm definitely thinking about those guys down there and hoping that the hurricane doesn't cause any more damage than it's already done. But we will continue to watch that story and see if it has any major effects because from what I'm gathering, it's a little bit worse than the hurricanes that have already made landfall this season. Yeah, absolutely. We're having a lot of inclement weather worldwide, Ashton. But, you know, another country that we're watching a lot as we're talking weather, which we did yesterday on the podcast, for those of you that haven't caught up on that, be sure to check that one out with Ed Valley. Brazil is one of the topics we discussed and have been discussing because their crop and their competition directly impacts, of course, what's going on here in the United States. Well, yesterday we saw corn prices in Brazil surpass their 2000 Seven record. Corn reached about 81.4 reals, which is about 14.49 per sack or 6.50 per bushel. And so we've seen Brazilian corn hit, like I said, pretty much not, not quite, let's say a 15 year high here. And that continues to drive more demand that China would usually turn to Brazil for driving them to the United States. So we saw some lackluster export sales numbers this week. Uh, China didn't really appear to come to the table a whole lot, but you know, things like this will continue to push China to the United States, especially when you consider that Brazil is having record high prices and so is China. The Dalian corn futures hit record highs 
and higher even yet comparing it to the 2012 drought we saw here in the United States. And a lot of factors for that are hog herd, you know, that's being rebuilt. They're chewing through a lot of corn, literally. And so the demand for Chinese feed and Chinese corn continues to push prices higher there in China. So I would say those two factors are very favorable for long-term continued export demand from China. Well, Delaney, of course, another thing that we talked about on yesterday's podcast was the re-registration of dicamba products. And the dicamba product manager, Alex Zenteno for Bayer Crop Science, says that they fully support the EPA's new re-registration for Extendamax, which includes the mandatory use of a tank mix, which we talked about those details again yesterday on the podcast. But Zenteno tells Brownfield Ag News that Bayer has developed its Vapor Grip Extra Agent tank mix to potentially reduce volatility, which was the goal of requiring a mix is to reduce volatility in dicamba products. And Zenteno says that the Vapor Grip Extra Agent has been licensed to distributors that will bring it to the market with private labels instead of directly from Bayer. I didn't pay attention to what you just said. Can you give me a little uh, fill in there? Uh, yeah, we're just talking about um, the Dicamba product manager from Bayer came out and said oh. that they're coming out with uh, their tank mix. Got it. Okay, great. Thank you. Well, that is certainly good news, Ashton. Uh, I'm guessing they've been working on that for a while, but we're waiting to see really what the final ruling, final ruling was there with the Dicamba um strain that's not the right word the dicamba formulation and i'm guessing they they've had that in the pipeline for a while but good thing to see that being able to actually be released i tell you what ashton i'm looking through my news wires i'm not seeing a whole lot else in the news wires today what about you well, I just have one exciting bit of news. It's not super hard hitting, but it's definitely something that our listeners can put on their calendars. John Deere and company plans to host a virtual country music concert on December 9th to benefit Farm Rescue, which is a national nonprofit that helps farmers and ranchers who have experienced a major illness, injury, or natural disaster by providing the necessary equipment and manpower to plant hay or harvest their crop. And the headliners will be Dustin Lynch, Maddie and Tay, Mickey Guyton, Travis Denning, and Tyler Farr. The two-hour virtual concert will be broadcast live from the Brooklyn Bowl in Nashville, and it will be live-streamed on YouTube at no cost to viewers. However, donations are being encouraged, and select donors will have the chance to win a one-on-one virtual meet-and-greet with one of the concert artists. So folks, definitely put that on your calendar again for December 9th, and go out and support our U.S. farmers and producers. Ashton, I tell you what, all these virtual, uh, you know, concerts have been popping up all over the place. I haven't done one, but I've seen a lot of them. Have you? I have seen a lot of them. Yes, but I have not participated really in any virtual event besides a press event and us talking on Zoom every day. And of course, class, but I haven't really participated in a whole lot of virtual events. No, me neither. But that one sounds like a good one for sure. Absolutely. The atmosphere isn't the same, but, you know, the the heart behind it definitely is. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely, Ashton. But I tell you what, like I said, I'm all out of news. I think you're all out of news. What do you say? We talk markets. Let's do it. 
All right. Well, we saw commodities continue to pull back again today. There is still a lot of worry that COVID-19 will shut down the economy again. But, you know, compared to where we were six months, eight months ago, these these commodity prices, I think, are still pretty favorable for producers. Checking things off here in the December corn market, down three cents today to close at 3.98 and a half. The March down two and three quarters to close at 4.01 and a half. Soybeans pulling back as well with the November contract shedding five and a half cents to close at 10.51 and three quarters. The January down four and a quarter to close at 10.50 and a half. In the wheat pits, December contract pulling back five cents today to close at 6.03 and three quarters. The March down four and three quarters to close at 6.03 on the nose. Hopping over to take a look at the livestock markets. They had some big moves today as the December live cattle contract limit up move to close at 107.97 and a half. The February adding 267 to close at 110.37 and a half. In the feeder cattle pits, again, big moves here as the October contract added or excuse me, as the November contract added a dollar eighty-two and a half to close at one thirty-five seventy-two. The January up a dollar forty to close at one thirty-one thirty-five. Lean hogs had a little bit of a down day today as the December contract shed seventy-five cents to close at sixty-five sixty-two. The February down sixty to close at sixty-five sixty. And rounding out our markets with the class three dairy milk futures. November adding thirty-three cents to close at twenty-three twenty-six. December up twenty-three to close at twenty thirty-eight. Ashton, without further ado, why don't you fill us in with who we're talking to for today's interview? Today, we are talking to Jeanette Gottswiller about the Angus Link Value Added Program. Today, we have Jeanette Gottswiller, the Director of Verification Services for the Angus Link program with the American Angus Association. And that is quite a mouthful, but I'm super excited to learn more about the program and what you do specifically. So, Jeanette, thank you so much for coming on today. Thank you. We really appreciate you uh, reaching out to us and asking us to join you. Absolutely. And we earlier, before we started recording, we're talking about that Angus Link recently changed its name. So why don't you give us a little bit of background on what Angus Link is, what it has grown to be, and a little bit more about what you do specifically with the program. Great. So originally, the program, the process verified program that the American Angus Association had was Angus Source. It was recently renamed beginning the first of this year and it is now Angus Link. We also have genetic merit scoring in addition to the Angus Link suite of PVP programs. And just to kind of give you a quick overview, we are a USDA program, so we have agent source verification. We also have many other additional claims like NHTC or non-hormone treated cattle program and a Never Ever 3, which is a verified natural program. But obviously, the main thrust of the Angus Link program would be the Angus Sire genetic component that producers can add on to their agent source claim and verify that the calves that they are enrolling are 100% Angus sired. And so 
Those calves would be out of registered and properly transferred Angus bulls. And those producers that that enroll in that Angus sire genetic component can also um, have three specific scores known as genetic merit scores added to their enrollment at no additional cost. And so there's a beef score, a feedlot score, and a grid score. And just kind of to go overall here, that beef score is going to be utilizing uh, some of the dollar value EPDs uh, that the American Angus Association uses, and it's turned that into uh, an index value. You, if you will. So while we have dollar value indexes, um, when we did the genetic merit scores, we turned those into index values. And the reason being for that is, is those dollar values, like for dollar beef and dollar grid, uh, when we update those yearly, um, you know, there's economic factors that go into those. And so the genetic merit scores are on a base from zero to 200. And so that way there's no fluctuation in that scoring system, if you will. It's all absorbed in that index. So again, as I was talking, we have the beef score, the feedlot, and the grid. And so some of those EPDs that, that are in our dollar beef, dollar feedlot, and dollar grid are utilized in those GMS scores. We also look at the replacement heifers that the producer has kept. So we would get maybe the bull battery from the previous 10 years, as well as the current bull battery, uh, and of course, get a an idea of what the current cow herd is breed makeup wise in order to determine what those genetic merit scores are. Uh, so we get quite a bit of information uh, so that we can give the most accurate score possible uh, with that Angus sire genetic component so that hopefully potential buyers will have the opportunity to look at that number and determine if those calves are what they're looking for for their feed yard program. Uh, and you know, if they're targeting high value uh, genetics and, and high value cuts and selling on the grid, that's going to make a huge difference for them uh, to be looking for those scores that would have a, have a higher uh, grid score. Well, that is certainly a lot to take in, but it sounds very interesting when you are talking about genetics and, and all that good stuff. It's definitely the side of animal agriculture that I thoroughly enjoy. But when you're looking at this program, what is the turnaround look like from getting started to actually finishing all the way up to, to marketing the cattle? What is the process look like? You bet. And so, you know, it's, it's obviously dependent upon which claims you choose, but just if you would like to do age and source enrollment, you know, we, if you, one thing is you're going to fill out an enrollment form to begin with, you're going to send in copies of your calving records and go through at minimum a 20 minute phone training uh, and enrollment process. And then of course we would issue you RFID tags that are going to be utilized in that calf crop. So, you know, you'd be looking at, at five to 10 business days in order to receive those RFID tags. One of the really neat things with the Angus Link program 
is that we offer marketing assistance. So as I had indicated to you earlier, we have an email that goes out weekly for all the calves that would be potentially selling for that week. So if producers let us know when and where they plan to sell those calves, we will put that on that email listing with the weights, how many head, the sale barn or video sale that they're selling at. Hopefully some names and phone numbers of some reps so that if they would like to leave a bid, they sure can. And of course, it's going to list the claims if they've enrolled in the Angus Sire genetic component. It's going to list the registration numbers and names of the bulls they used. If they've enrolled in the genetic merit scoring system, it's going to list those scores. If they've chosen NHTC, Never Ever 3, or any of the other claims that we have, it will also be indicated on that email. And currently we have over 800 people who have signed up to know when and where those kids are selling. Additionally, in the past year and a half, we've started an Angus Lake Facebook marketing page where if sales reps or the producers would like to take videos of their calves and list those on that Facebook page and indicate when those calves are selling, uh, we have currently over a thousand people on that Facebook group. So we really try hard to assist in marketing these calves through channels uh, where people are, are looking for these high quality genetic cattle that are verified through a, a PVP program. So kind of going off that same beat, you on the Angus Link website also have a database available to whoever is viewing on the website where they can find cattle as well. Is that correct? Yes, yes. And in the on the AngusLink.com site, there is a listing there uh, currently, and that is obviously updated as producers list their kids for sale, and they can list them for up to 90 days prior to the date of sale uh, on the website. And so, you know, you wouldn't even have to have an, an email weekly, but if you're like I am, it's always nice for that to show up rather than for me to have to go find it. Uh, but, you know, again, it's it's just an easy way uh, for potential buyers to know when and where those calves are going to be available. What cattle are eligible for this value added program? Obviously, you're you're marketing towards Angus cattle. And I, I assume that it's just Angus cattle. But when you're looking at producers who are eligible to use this, you know, in their program, what what does eligibility look like? That's a great question because, you know, being the American Angus Association and the name Angus Link in the program sometimes lends people to the believe that that the entire um, group of, of bulls or or cows have to be 100 percent Angus. And that's that is definitely not true. While we would sure love for them to all be, we all realize that that, you know, our commercial cow herd uh, just out in, in the United States is approximately only 70 percent Angus. And so, you know, we realize they may have other breeds of bulls that they utilize or the cow herd may be made up of different breeds as well. And we definitely embrace that. Now, if they want to enroll in the Angus Sire genetic component claim, uh, they obviously need to be 100 percent Sire by Angus bulls. But that also leaves claims, as I said earlier, for the non-hormone treated cattle program, the Never Ever 3, cattle care and handling and calf management that does not 
dictate that they be 100% Angus sired. Uh, so, you know, we definitely don't want to en enroll, you know, calves, at, let's just say 100% Hereford group of calves or 100% Charlet because they, they do have some of their own programs. And so to be fair to the producer that's doing uh, that enrollment and for the people that are looking to buy, they're probably not going to be looking at our location for 100% Charlet or, or Hereford calves. Uh, so they probably need to go to another location to enroll. But you know, if they are Angus influence calves, they're more than welcome to enroll in the Angus Link program. And depending upon uh, the number of, of registered Angus bulls would dictate the other claims. Now for the GMS scores or the genetic merit scores, again, while we'd love for those to all be 100% Angus sired, we also know that producers may have some other breeds of bulls or some, some bulls such as Sim Angus or some balancers that have some Angus influence. And again, we're more than glad to score those. Now the GMS scores for those that are not 100% Angus sired does cost uh, a small $50 fee, whereas we give that to those producers who are 100% Angus sired. So we're more than glad to give them those scores. And you know, the great thing about the genetic merit scores is even if you choose not to use them, it's a great benchmark for your herd uh, to determine just the genetic direction or goals that you may set for yourself. You know, and one of the things I guess that I always like to remind producers is, you know, if you're keeping replacement heifers, you sure don't want to only be looking at a terminal terminal EPD bull all the time. So if you are keeping replacement heifers, you know, this is going to give you a little bit of a, a sound check on where you are in that. But if you also think that you may start marketing on the grid someday, uh, this would definitely give you a way to start pinpointing the, the genetics and the sires that you may want to uh, start looking at so that you can get to the path to either retain ownership or market on the grid. Well, this has certainly been very interesting to learn about. I'm always excited to learn more about, you know, what each industry or what each breed is doing to really benefit the producers out there who represent that breed. But Jeanette, why don't you go ahead and drop that website one more time and maybe where else we can find you guys at on social media. Great. Thanks so much again for having us. The website is www.angus.link.com or please feel free to call the association at 816-383-5100 and ask for the commercial programs department or Angus Link. We'll be glad to answer any questions or if you visit the website, there is an enrollment form there that you can download and of course, learn more about the program. Again, we sure appreciate uh, the time that you've taken with us today and look forward to answering any questions producers may have if they feel they would be interested in the extra value that, that these value-added programs can bring. Because one of the things I guess that I really would like to point out is that these calves that are enrolled in value-added programs this past summer have definitely rang the bell. Calves that have an NHTC premium have had around a $5.100 weight. Uh, premium on those through the video sales, and those would be on load lots, whereas calves that have an NHTC never ever three uh, and the Angusire genetic component uh, would be uh, much more. So, you know, we can sure go through some of those numbers with you if you want to give us a call.
Welcome to the Hot Rod Farmer Minute. I am Ray Bohax from the Idle Chatter podcast heard on the Global Ag Network. Most, if not all, farms have a gasoline-powered pressure washer. For it to be trouble-free when you go to use it in the spring, follow these simple tips. Change the oil if it has more than 10 hours on it. If you do not use fuel that has a stabilizer, run the carburetor out of gas and either drain or suck out the fuel from the gas tank. If you use treated fuel, this is not required. Fill the pump with a dedicated pump saver lubricant. Cover the air intake and muffler tightly with a plastic bag and rubber band to keep humidity out of the cylinder bore. Agriculture runs on machinery, profits on reliability. Please visit farmmachinerydigest.com for more helpful hints and technical articles where steel and soil meet. Well, again, a big thank you to Jeanette for coming on the podcast and talking to us a little bit more about the Angus Link program. I definitely think that programs like this with breed associations definitely, of course, add value like the the program tag says to cattle. So I definitely appreciate her coming on and letting producers know about this program. Absolutely, Ashton. There's a ton of great programs like there, like that out there for producers, and we're trying to cover those. So, folks, if you've got anything, any topics, any programs you want us to do a little investigating on, we're happy to do that. Put on our journalist hats and reach out to some folks. So be sure to hit us up on social media and let us know what interviews you'd like us to tackle here in the future. You can find us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Ag News Daily. Ashton, with that, should we let the people go? Let's let them go.